0: Hey, Travis. Hey. You know, it's it's been fun. This is like second week in the game for this year, 2023. I know we might can this and do it some other time. But out of the, the years that you've been out here, I think you've been out here approximately, I think in six years, seven years? Maybe it's been that long. Maybe it's, it's been, been a while. Long. But I've <laughs> known you now for... Now, it was brought to my attention that you were how old when I first met you? Oh,
1: what was I? Probably about nine,
0: 10, something oh, and, like that. And, yeah. And, and, and I know you're plus 30s now, so. Oh, I'm that, over 42. Oh, now. <laughs> oh Lord <laughs> have mercy. So, that, that just, all it does is make me old. You know, the questions that I have for you are one, you've been able to travel across the country, right? Yeah. And some of the things that you've seen as far as how the dogs are handled. What have you noticed that's different from seven years ago as far as the thinking process of the human being to now? I mean, what are some of the things that you've noticed? Well, one of the biggest things I've noticed is the people handling
1: the guard. There's been a, especially, or handling the dogs, especially since uh, COVID, there's a big changing of the guard. A lot of the um, people that have been doing this for a long time have retired. So you're talking
0: about the handlers or the yeah, trainer the, the, types? Yeah,
1: the handlers and the people at the shows and... Uh, okay,
0: my question is, is, is a little bit different than your answer. Okay. I'm looking at how have you seen that the people have changed in how they maintain and own the owners of the dogs? How, how have you seen that the difference? Because my mindset is tainted of how I'm visually seeing how the, the mentality of how people care about their dogs, the mentality of how they think about their dogs, and the mentality of their ownership... What have you seen in in the time frame that you've been... Well, actually,
1: I'm going to kind of go back to what I was saying earlier, because there's kind of a changing of the guard. A lot of the old ways of uh, putting the time in, the effort in, the repetitions in, are getting lost by the newer generations and the newer people that are trying to learn training, and they're trying to figure out quick fixes. Well, what's the new internet hack? What's the new way to train a dog? They're trying to train dogs off of uh, what they're learning off of YouTube and TikTok. And they're maybe not that they're not willing to put in the effort. They just weren't expecting to put in the, oh, I have to practice this come... 500 times before I know it's going to be really reliable. I thought I could just practice this 10 times for uh, three afternoons and my dog would come whenever I said.
0: Now, I'm, I'm not one that has chased a lot of training information on the Internet. I mean, sometimes I look at it and I go... I don't need to do that. Have you looked at any of the, the, the training stuff on the internet by chance?
1: A little bit, but I just, f- mainly through the people that I talk to, it seems like um, that's just the new way to gather information. Okay. People aren't getting books as much. So once again, we're losing a lot of the old ways. So when you say
0: old ways, is the repetition side, the uh, correction side, the treat type side or the reward type side, what part of it do you see as being lost the most? The psychology side. Okay. The Why are we doing this? There,
1: there are A lot of people want to treat and bringing up that horrible word fur baby. Okay. They're not letting their dog be a dog because dogs want to be dogs. Yeah. They don't, they want to be a member of the people pack but they don't want to be a people. Right. It's not who they are inside. They
0: want to be who they are. So, uh, earlier on, I was gi- giving your mom flack, right? <laughs> I, I, was, I was over and over and over saying, people are trying, or, or it's okay to humanize a dog. Now, the reason why I call that flack is because we cannot humanize dogs. Okay? So I say that to you in reference to the humanizing aspect of... Is there a generational uh, change in how information should be presented to individuals that are your... Because I'm 20-plus years older than you are. And when I look at watching a person interact with a dog, I sit back and go, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere. Then I watch you interact with a person's dog, and I watch classic dog behavior towards a dog to get what you want. Okay? Then I watch... The pressure zones. I understand pressures differently than you might, but I watch your skill in, in watching the dog's behavior. What set you apart, and how did you learn to watch those body skills? What, okay, what was your initial looking at to go, that these body skills meant, as I look at them, have some importance to me? Well, my background is... I grew up with my mom having a
1: dog grooming business. So from the time I was eight, I was in this dog grooming shop, and I had started helping bathing and brushing dogs. So constantly working with dogs that don't know me. I ended up figuring out through trial and error and watching my mom and some of the other skilled groomers at the shop Learning how to read dogs that do not know me and learning what type of pressures set them off, what type of pressures make them comfortable, what type of pressures let them trust you so you can touch them and clean them and take care of them properly in a dog grooming scenario. So through dog grooming, is that was my big introduction to how to communicate with a dog, not
0: so much with words, but with my presence. You know, it's funny that you say that because even out here, you'll watch a person go down to their knee and approach a dog, and that dog backs up. Or the person leans over and the dog backs up. But if the person takes the posture and steps back, the dog goes, oh, and it comes forward. Mm -hmm. And and countless times over and over here at Game Fair, we we watch that. What do you think is the overall presence? Because you talked uh, a couple weeks ago about energy. Right, And when you look at that dog's response of forward, backwards, or otherwise, Mm -hmm. explain to me your thinking process on how that energy is displayed to the dog. Because it it was intriguing in how you said it, so I wanted more detail on, on how you describe that energy. Well, I use energy to communicate with people because people kind of
1: relate to positive energy. There's a lot of... People uh, trying to get help and assistance through self-help and embetterment, and they learning how to use positive energy to help them with their life. So I try and use that philosophy that they've already been taught to try and teach them how to use, I say energy,
0: but it actually comes across with how they position their posture. All right, so that makes sense. Because when you were saying that, I'm going, You know, that energy transference thing is a good conversation piece to a lot of humans, but it doesn't transfer over to the dog's way of thinking. But that explanation that you gave me actually bridged what I was thinking and what you're saying, and I really appreciate that because I'm like, well, because if you tell somebody to use positive energy,
1: what they're actually doing is they're actually making themselves confident in their actions. And a confident person in their actions acts the way an alpha does. Alpha doesn't ask the other dogs in a pack to do something. They say, we're going to do this. Yep, that's and 100%. then they just do it. So if we have a
0: positive energy, you're just that calm, stoic alpha. Okay. There's, there's a guy that's here, Larry. And I've watched him with dogs over 100 years. Well, not 100, really. <laughs> and he's got a big presence. And every single time that he walks up, dogs love him. Okay? Just natural the, 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 the natural action okay, so when you look at the natural action that he takes there's a subtlety in how he makes his movement and I watched you do the same thing you guys will have because you guys are have a better bigger presence than I do okay I watched you throw your shoulders back when dealing with a dog. is it conscious that you're doing that or is it just one of those things that you've learned to do well, it's something i've learned to do a little bit, but it's also uh kind of the way
1: the dogs perceive uh, been through my experience if you square up to a dog that's a threat yeah. if I'm angled like this that's not threat I'm not facing you my um, my shoulders are back I'm not he- hunched up in an in an uh, attack Holmes, but, position yeah. um, relaxed shoulders back I'm angled I've got one foot forward I love
0: the 45 degree angle yeah. when dealing with a dog. See, and I've watched this and i watched, you guys do this really well. And you never do this to a dog. No. Ne- never. I, it was funny, I, I wanted to get it on video watching you do it and then watching Larry do it and put it in a side-by-side <laughs> because I'm watching this behavior going, do these guys consciously know what they're doing? They're, Like this, the dog comes to them and all of a sudden it's doing this number. And you watch somebody else that's in their group or pack and the dog goes, Oh, I want nothing to do with him. I'd rather have Larry. I'd rather have Travis. Maybe we've been hanging around dogs too much because dogs learn through trial
1: and error this worked. This did this caused pressure. I won't do that again,
0: but this worked. So I'm doing what worked. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, one of, it's one of those fun things to watch. I I, I have to get it on video because it looks like two of the same individuals doing the exact same thing in similar situations. Well, thank you for the, the information. All I mean, right. Uh, tr- tell me a little bit about Keeper Colors because I've had Keeper Colors with Big D's for a while now, and it's literally the only collar that I've ever stood behind and said, buy this one. I've had... Tons of collar information brought to my shop. I've had people ask me to sell certain products over the years and literally is the only collar that I have ever brought in and go buy this one. And I want you to describe Keeper Collars the way you do so that people understand why I stand behind it. Well, Plus, Keeper. besides the quality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we, we do want to have a quality product. But the collar was actually designed... Because of a rescue. Okay. Uh, My mom had had a rescue that needed to come out of its shell because it had been beaten. It had been abused. And we were trying to figure out, how do we save this dog? And everyone said, well, you got to use a prong collar because that's how mom would communicate is with teeth. Yep. But we couldn't link something on a dog like that because it was too head shy. Okay. So we had to come up with something that would snap off. So
0: was a headshot that you couldn't take something over its head, or was it headshot as soon as you went to go to touch it? There couldn't be
1: pressure okay. over the dog's head for any length of time.
0: Okay. So any gesture
1: had to be really quick and boom on, pressure off. Okay. And that dog taught us so much about dog psychology. That dog's name was Amma Keeper. That's why our company is Keeper, Keeper Collars. Collars. Okay. We learned so much about Things such as the trachea gap. Okay, when we put a trachea gap there, the dogs respond better. Why is that? And we start going backwards to how would this relate in a pack? Well, mom in a pack will discipline on the sides, not at the throat. No, so having been. prongs at the throat is counterproductive. It's a constant disciplinary action for doing
0: absolutely nothing.
1: And mom doesn't hold pressure on the dog for long lengths of time, so a collar should not hold constant pressure. It should release pressure at the time that the dog has given a proper response. Okay.
0: So, as the the product has grown and the knowledge has grown, it's fun for me to take dogs that have had difficulties... <laughs> okay whether it be behavioral difficulties, and I get quite a few of them, or um, I had a dog that that came in um, that had, after doing some investigative work with him, he had had just a really bad day that set him off to fear everything. So in trying to train him, any type of pressure, any type of loud noise, anything set this dog off, right? I put a keeper collar on him and gave him... Two as you call nibbles, yeah, just tiny bumps, just two, just like mom two would. bumps, and all of a sudden you saw the dog go calm, okay, because of the collar. Mm-hmm. Just, just calm. So then, when I went to do high sensation, noise sensation, and it went to flee, it got a correction on the flea, but the calmness that it had just from the two bumps was allowed the dog to go oh. I don't need to panic in this situation. you got this. So the communication line from the collar instantaneously had huge value. And I've used it on hundreds of dogs since then, but it has the exact same type of situation. It's like when I grab a dog and I give a squeeze and I give it a bite. I'm giving it a bite like the mother would. But I don't want to always have to reach down for the dog. So the caper collar has has actually filled a a gap in my training Mm -hmm. scenario that I didn't have prior to you guys. I mean, I used to use a choke chain. I never used a pinch collar on dogs when I trained them because I did not like a full pinch. The ones that I did use, if I slid it over the back of the dog's neck and did the side correction on it, but it never stayed there, so I didn't yes. use them. I didn't use them. I, I, owned, I probably owned one pinch collar <laughs> in the 45 years of training, and I probably used it twice. Okay. I have... 40 keeper colors, <laughs> but none of them are, are at my house because they've gone out with dogs as they've trained. And people like like the lady today, oh my God, it's miraculous, it's a whole new dog. <laughs> no, you're just now communicating with the dog so the dog has a clue yeah. what you're asking. The dog now understands what you want. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. That's a great interview. Hopefully, we can do many more.